So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I have so much fun planned for you today. I've got all these amazing coaches and rockstar real estate professionals standing right over here, one at a time. We're going to hear their very best idea to help you make even more money, sell more houses, get more customer satisfaction, get more joy from your business, and ultimately achieve the kind of breakthrough results you want. That's why you're listening to this podcast. So let's bring up our first guest. And by the way, this is going to get a little zany, just in case case you're wondering. Carrie Craig, come on up here. What's up? So Coach Carrie Craig, also selling real estate in North Orange County, California. Carrie, very quickly, how long have you been selling real estate? Uh, 34 years. 34 years. And how long have you been coaching now? Over 25 years. Over 25 years. So we both started together when we were babies. Exactly. Exactly. So are you going to talk about uh, your business or are you going to talk about something that you're doing with your clients? I'm going to talk about both. Awesome. So I'm talking about what's changed my life as a realtor and also helped me as a coach. Change your life as a real estate agent. All right. So Carrie, fire away. Let's hear it. What's your best idea? Uh, my best idea is role playing. And I know that's old school and nobody likes to hear it and nobody wants to talk about it, but it's the number one way that it will change your life once you learn what to say to people. Okay, so tell me why. Why does that change my life? Um, I, when I first started in the business, I was like, well, what do I say? If I just knew what to say, I know that I could make this happen. I knew I could do this job if I just knew what to say. And when you did the productivity schools many, many years ago, I was there with all of those and I learned what to say and I knew how to respond to people. I knew what to say uh, and it really it changed my life. So now as being a coach, if I always tell my clients, if there's one thing I could just bonk you on the head and give you, it would be what to say to these people. And in working with people and in coaching for so many years, I do a lot of role playing on my coaching calls and I hear from my clients all the time and the coaching clients will say, I heard you in the back of my mind saying this, and therefore I was able to get them to sign the contract. I was able to do, you know, whatever it was that they wanted to accomplish, whether it be at an open house, whether it's asking the client to sign the contract at a listing appointment, whatever, but they're hearing it and it's all comes from role playing. It's just practice, practice, practice. Confidence. Yeah. Gives people confidence. So are we gonna role play right now? Sure. So so let's yes. let's grab somebody to role play with. Yeah. Who wants to role play? I didn't just say okay, Matt, you're up. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Brit Bear. All right. <laughs> Tucson, Arizona in the house. All right, so you're role playing, I'm observing. So give us the scenario. What are we gonna role play here? Um, so we can role play coming into an open house because I think nowadays things are opening up again. We're starting to have open houses. If you do an open house right, it can be very, very successful. So Tom talks about doing mega open houses, which is something I highly recommend. I personally have had a lot of success with them. So I've mailed postcards out to the neighborhood. I'm inviting all the neighbors to come into my open house. And Matt comes walking into my open house. So the first thing I say to him is, hi, my name is Carrie. Are you out looking at open houses today or do you live in the neighborhood? No, I actually live in the neighborhood. You live in the neighborhood. Great. Are you thinking about selling or are you just looking for decorating tips? Well, uh, decorating tips firstly. First. um, But I'd also be interested to know what this house is selling for. Okay. So did you receive my postcard? 
I did actually. Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, good. So the the property is listed for eight hundred thousand. Okay. Okay. So come in and take a look around, and then come back and let me know how this house compares to your house. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Perfect. So that's the trick. I give him a job to do. Love that. And then he comes back around. Give us the opening line again. Like like it was so like. Are you just like? Are you shopping? What was the line again? Are you shopping? Are you out looking at open houses yeah. today, or do you live in the neighborhood? And why do you ask that? Because if they're out looking at open houses, then the, the line for that one is, you're out looking at open houses, great. Um, did you find us online or did you uh, see the signs? Okay, so let's hear that version. So, so okay, just so, say, no, I'm, 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 you know, I'm out looking at open houses. No, 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 I'm driving around, spending the day looking at open houses. Okay, great. So did you see the signs or did you find us online? Uh, we found you online. You found me online. Okay, great. So you already pretty much know about the house then, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, great. Come in, take a look around, and then come back to me and let me know what you think about it. Or I'll give you a job to do. Come in, take a look around. They just redid the backyard. It is just fabulous. Go take a look at it and then come back and let me know what you think, okay? Okay, sounds great. Great. So now either way, let's have him come back, but let's be the neighbor. So you're the neighbor. He just came back and he took a look. What do you do next? So tell me, how does, that, how does this house compare to yours? Uh, it's very similar. You know, we've got a couple of upgrades in the bathrooms that they don't have, and our backyard's actually a little bigger. Oh, okay, great. Is it the same floor plan as this? Yes, it is, yeah. It is. Okay, perfect. So you've got a few more upgrades. So then you think this is listed at 800 Your house might be worth a little bit more? I'd like to think so, yeah. You'd like to? Of course. We all like to think that, right? Absolutely. Exactly. So are you guys thinking about making a move? Uh, we weren't. You weren't? We weren't. Would you like to? The fact that my wife's still in the backyard states that we may be selling soon. Oh, yes. Okay, great. Okay, great. So you're thinking about when you sell your home, then where do you want to move to? Uh, we'd like to stay in the area, but we'd actually like to downsize, if anything. Okay, so you've got a bigger house now and you want to get something smaller? Mm -hmm. It's too big for us. Yeah. Too big for you guys. And ideally, how soon would you like to be in that smaller home? Again, that all depends on what my wife says. Okay, uh, great. Me, maybe 12 months. Her, maybe two weeks. Okay, great. So it sounds like I need to be talking to your wife. Is that Th right? That is absolutely correct. Do you actually say that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Such a great line. Yeah. So it sounds like I need to be talking to let's, your wife. Bring the wife in, Carrie. Hi there. Grab the microphone. All right. Get in there. I'm out of here. Husband and wife. Here we go. Hi there. Hi. Hi, Carrie. My name is Carrie, too. Isn't that a coincidence? Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Cut from the same mold, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I was just talking to your husband. He said that you guys were possibly thinking about making a move, but it sounds like you're the decision maker in the family. Is that right? Yeah. 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 He, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. <laughs> I was just going to say that. That's exactly what's going to happen the entire time during this podcast. Right. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Happy wife, happy life, which right. is great. So now that you've seen this house, I was talking to Maddie, said you guys have the same floor plan as this. Yeah, but you guys have a few more upgrades. Is that right? We have a few more upgrades, but uh, just like he said, we really want kind of want to downsize. I mean, okay. uh, the kids are gone and the, the house is just too big for us, but we love the area, love the neighborhood. Okay, great. Very, very good. So when would you ideally like to be in a smaller home? Well, you tell me. I mean, is, does the market tend to slow down this time of year or should we wait until the spring? Because we've always heard spring is the best time to sell. Uh, spring is the best time to sell, but it's also can be a little more challenging to buy during that time. So whatever market you sell in is going to be the market that you buy in. Okay, well, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, what about, um, what, what all services do you offer? I mean, do you offer, you know, what, what, what would you do you to know, get my home sold? You know, I have a full sold? range of services that I offer. What we need to do is sit down and have an appoint, set an appointment. Okay? Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good. So today is Sunday. I could come by tomorrow night, Monday night around 6 or 7 o'clock, which would work best for you. Uh, Monday, Monday at 7 o'clock would be great. Monday at 7 o'clock. Okay, great. And so then I would get a little bit more. So he's, Matt has said that you went through and you updated your bathrooms. Do you have, what other upgrades have you guys done? Uh, well, we've landscaped the backyard really nicely. And uh, 
the um, front yard, uh, we fresh paint all the way around on the, on the exterior, and um, uh, bathroom upgrades and new flooring up upstairs. Great. So it sounds like you guys have really got your house dialed in and ready to sell then, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. It, okay. it would show like a model. Oh, perfect. Oh, good. I can't wait to see it then. So just out of curiosity's sake, is when, when I come out and we meet, and what I say makes sense and you feel comfortable and confident that I can sell your home... Are you guys going to be ready to, and actually, if I can even set up a timeline on how we can get your home sold. I should probably tell you my husband's really cheap, and, and you should know that going into it, just so you know how to deal with him. Okay. Which I, you know, and I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Was that your yeah. alter ego, by the way? Like <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. That's okay, Matt. You know, Matt, you could stay in the other room. We'll just have the appointment. It'll be a girl <laughs> appointment, okay? Exactly. And we'll just have you come in and sign the paperwork when we need it, okay? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Okay, great. So I'm glad you told me that. I can bring a lot of information just to show you exactly how I'm going to be able to get you top dollar for your home. Well, we know that homes are selling for a, a way over asking price. So we would really like to start out to, you know, at the top of the price range so we can, uh, you know, get the most amount of money for our house. And I can appreciate that. And there's a couple different ways to look at that. But when I come and meet you on Monday night at six o'clock, we'll go through all of that stuff. And I could just really give you the selling strategy on how you can get top dollar in this market, mm -hmm. but more importantly, get the terms that you want. Okay, yes. And especially since you're going to have to buy something else, we're really going to need to look at the terms, what the buyer's going to be coming in oh, with for to sure. help you guys out then, okay? Okay. Excellent. Yeah, you're really good. Very. <laughs> okay, so, so Matt, come back over here and, and Carrie, stay here. So... You know, obviously we're talking about role models, right. right? And yeah, here comes the cheap husband, by the way. <laughs> Brought to you by Jill Biggs. Um, so, so how did you both, I mean, you obviously, you know, you guys are both amazing agents. You've been doing this for a long time. You understand the power of knowing what to say. Being in the position of the potential seller, the, you know, the neighbor, how did you feel with the questions she was asking? Did it feel abrupt at all? Did it feel scripted? Like, just give us your honest feedback. Oh, no, I think, I mean, especially when you're meeting a perfect stranger at an open house. I mean, she's, her questions were exactly the questions she needs to ask to get the right answers. And I didn't feel like she was pushy at all. So, uh, uh, and, and she was kind of diverting any type of confrontational type of, of conversation uh, and saving that for the in-person appointment. I think that was, that was super good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. what about you? Into the mic. Yeah, the whole, um, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> See? Um, the, 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 you know, the first couple of questions, just so you understand where you stand with this person, you know, are you looking to buy? Are you just here for looking for decorating tips? You know, I think that's so good and so good and well to do very quickly. I think a lot of people can just let them roam around the home first and then try and figure that out afterwards. But knowing that right from the get go was spot on. Right. You know, really. Right. And I love the fact giving them a job to do. Hey, can you check out the bathroom and let me know what you think? Like right. that, that's that is yeah. so good. Finding the key features of the house, pointing in that direction to get their feedback. Right. So what is your advice then, Carrie, for everyone listening right now or watching? Like what's the what's the action you want them to take in in regards to like role playing? Um, get the scripts, you know, and, and re read them out loud over and over and over again. These words, a lot of the words that I used were words from way back when from your dad actually right. you know what i mean I so when we get together to meet are you yeah okay do you feel comfortable and confident that i can it's sell your home, your home. Yeah. Nice exactly. there. um so i but i read these out loud over and over and over and over again so they've become me okay and that's the key to it is everybody's like oh i sound scripted it doesn't sound like me you're right they're not your words they're not going to sound like you so you need to read them out loud over and over and over again so they become you so years ago when um, Tim Smith was on the stage, he had his three questions. 
Um, do you, have you had any thoughts of moving? Do you know anyone who's had any thoughts of moving? And do you know anybody who tried to sell their home at some point in time and wasn't able to? I thought they were fabulous questions. So I come back and I do a coaching call and I'm trying to say this. I'm stumbling over the words. And I'm thinking, oh my God, Carrie, but why are you stumbling over the words? And then it dawned on me, they're Tim Smith's words. They're not my words. So I sat in my chair in my office and said, have you had any thoughts of moving? Have you had any thoughts of moving? Have you had any thoughts of Do you know anyone who's had any thoughts of Do you know anyone who's had Over and over and over again. So now they're my words and they just roll off my tongue. And everybody thinks that I'm a, you know, a natural and I've all these great things. And... All it is is saying the same stuff over and over and over again. Well, and just, you know, fun fact for everybody, we've all remembered like the UCLA study that said, you know, when you're thinking about communication, it breaks down into three different categories, the right. words, the tonality, and your and your physiology, right? So 7% of your total communication are the words, right? But right. 38% is the tone. And that's that's where people like, that's the you in it, right? And if you guys all notice with Carrie was watching, if you actually grab Carrie's hands, she can't talk. Right. Really? Exactly. I just wanted to say something. So I loved everything that you said. The one thing I tell my new agents is if you're having a conversation with somebody and somebody else comes into the house, stay with the person that you're having the conversation right. with. Because if you leave them, you end up hopping from person to person. You never make any real rapport. You say, hey, can you sign in for me and I'll be with you shortly? And then, right, that way you have the other person's contact. So if you don't go back to them, but sticking with them and finishing that, you know, so at least you get one appointment. Right. And you want to finish that. If people want to talk to you, they will wait until you're done talking to somebody. So I've actually been at open houses and had like people lined up waiting to talk to me, you know what I mean? Just because they want more information about the house or they want to know something. So what Jill said is absolutely correct because you want to have that same dialogue and you don't want to be interrupted from that. That's yes. awesome. So so what I'm hearing is if you want more confidence, if you want to do more business, you've got to start role playing. you got to make the words yours. Make the words yours. Ask for the appointment. Uh, one of the gals that I coach in Arizona, she was primarily, Denise, she was primarily a buyer's agent. And it was just like, no, we've got to flip this around. So we role played the clothes over and over and over and over so that when she went on a listing appointment, she did. Based on everything I've shared with you today, do you feel that I can sell your home? Yes. You notice your hands, by the way, when she said, do you feel that I can sell your home? Do you feel that I can sell your home? Yes. Great. Let's sign the paperwork. And it works. And she, yeah. So. Robert Mack, Newport Beach. Um, been selling real estate for 16 years and been a loyal coaching client of yours for over 10 years. And uh, I'm here because of you. So thank you for everything you do. You do the work, brother. You do the work. I open awesome. the doors. All right. So you're going to share an idea that's working for you in your business. Keep the microphone nice and close. Let's hear the idea, man. What do you got for us? All right. So give us context. Like what is, you know, what lead source and then go into it. So we're looking to attract more listings, right? And this is an idea that's not new to the ecosystem. We've been talking about this for like two or three years. Um, I'm a big storyteller. If you follow me on Instagram, you read my posts, I'm always trying to create some type of emotional connection with the audience. And a couple of years ago, I learned that we could do that with listings and get a lot more feedback. So what we do is uh, we basically create case studies around our just solds, which has kind of morphed into uh, us elevating our listing presentation as well. Because what happens is I go into a listing presentation 
I'm all passionate about doing what I do. And I'm just like, ah, to the owner. And they're like, I see where you're going with this, but I don't really see where you're going with it. And, and unless they trust you implicitly, it's not going to work out. So, you know, I would say 20% of our clients that we deal with are referrals. So they know who we are and they trust us. But the strangers online, the people that meet us on Google, on Zillow, they're like, who are you? What do you do? And I need more from you if I'm going to hire you and pay you what you want. Yes. So we translated that into our case study, which I can go into. Please. Yeah. Awesome. So what we do is we we pride ourselves in home preparation. So what we do is we will get, we'll do everything we can to get the home ready to show as a metaphorical model home. Mm -hmm. um, that takes three to four weeks. And rather than doing all that work, selling the home for a record breaking price and then sending out a just sold to the neighborhood, we actually dissect it all and say, okay, well, these are the five things we addressed, right? So do we need to paint the inside of the house? Do the carpets need to be replaced? Do they need to be changed? Do we need to declutter? Do we need to bring a designer into the property and stage the home? All those things matter. So what we do is on our marketing piece, we actually break it down and write week one, this is what we did. We brought in the vendors. Week two, we had all the vendors give us proposals and start the work. Week three, design. And then week four is our marketing where we take photos and videos and three-dimensional renderings and all that fun stuff. The second part of the piece is what the results were. Yeah. So now we're telling people what we did and then the results are, and I, I, I took some notes here. It's- Yeah, I'm gonna stop right just really fast. For everybody out there, you guys have all seen this because I've been talking about this postcard from Robert Mack uh -huh. for like three or four years now. So somebody come up to the microphone. Anybody, let's go. Oh, it's Gary Craig again. It's Gary Craig again, because I did it and it works. Right, okay, so you, you've done this postcard. Yes. Who does it attract? Does it attract, like I have like, does it attract the high analytical who is like, now tell me all the details of what you're going to do. Cause like I read, I'd be like, I don't give a shit. Just get my home sold for the highest possible price and get out of my house. Right. Yeah. So who is, who is this for? And have you found any personality based connections or maybe disconnections? So we try to incorporate every element to, to basically have like 100% audience engagement. Right. So we've got nice, pretty pictures, right? So the first piece, the 1.0 that you shared at the summit, like two or three years ago yeah. was just the data. Yes. And then what we did on the backside, because we've improved the piece is we have, we take professional before photos and professional after photos. Nice. So now we're able to show the consumer like, Hey, this is everything that we did, but you can see now what it looked like when we first walked in to what it looks like when, when the buyers walked in. And so it, it attract it. I think every piece of the element attracts the right type of person. And so whether you're an analytical or you're an amiable, I feel like there's elements that, that engage with all parties. Well, you're you putting find? different examples on there, so you're going to attract different types of people as well. So you've got the visual person who sees the before and after. Right. You've got the analytical who sees the stats on how many views online, all of that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you're attracting a wide variety of people to see this, you know, and then once again, who you work with matters. Yeah, totally. And, and that was the goal, right? I mean, you, you got to do something to be able to make it better. Yeah. So, and, go, back, yeah, so go back to your piece. So, so yeah. So the first part of the piece is... Week one, week two, week three, week four, we break it down so that the consumer understands like, okay, what do I have to go through and how long is it gonna take? The second part of the piece is what, what were the results, right? So how many views online did we get? How many open house attendees that came through? How many private showings? How many offers? How many days on the market? And how many dollars or what was the percentage it sold above asking price? So now the consumer that likes data sees everything we did and what the results were. Yeah. The consumer that loves pretty pictures gets to see the results of all the work that was done. Even if they don't care about what we did, they just go, oh my God, it went from that to that, I'm sold. 
the best part about this piece is that when we get calls now from people, it's not about I'm interviewing agents. I want you to come tell me what my home is worth. It's I saw what you did with my neighbor's house. Social proof. I saw how much more above asking price you sold it for. My husband and I want to sell. Can you come over and tell us what you think our home is worth? So there's this massive amount of built-in credibility because I basically opened up my book to what I do, there's full transparency there. Aren't you concerned that other wait agents a minute, are going to come in? Yeah. I yes, super impressed because I'm very full service and the before and after pictures, I think really, like I have never done the before and after. So that was I, Carrie White's idea. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, photos are like 100, 150 bucks. I'll call me dude or, or her? You. I've called her dude too. I think I've called her dude. No, but so, so, so Carrie White showed me this reel of like yeah. before and after. Shout out to Carrie White. Yeah. And, and she was. I almost said I married her. That'd be you weird. Did. I officiated you, the wedding. You did. Yes. Yeah. I'm not married. Sorry, Eric. No. So I was like, I was like, Carrie, do you go in and take photos? Because I always thought like taking before photos is a waste of money professionally. Sure. But after I looked at the cost, I was like, well, we can create a much better slide deck because the photographer has the same angle. So you can actually see yes. apples to apples what the room transformation looked like. So now it's, if there's a home that we're going to go all in on, professional photos first. Yeah. And we always tell our client, Who's paying for all of this? We do. That was my question too. Yes, yeah. We, 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 we pay for all marketing. <laughs> okay. We pay for all marketing. Anything home preparation is a seller responsibility. So Jill, you got that? That's the key though. So anything that's seller preparation. Let me give you a little suggestion, right? Oh, we're doing coaching in the so middle of the podcast. I, come in, come in. You're half in, half out. Oh, okay. I also do everything you do except for those pictures which I will be stealing you're going to email that I'm to me, honored that right? I'm helping Jill you grow Biggs your business at gmail.com I got you right however I tell the seller the whole thing and all of this is on me the only thing we charge is the $500 move in move out fee mm -hmm. that way I'm getting a thousand dollars back they never even think about it because I said everything is free and you could get that thousand dollars which would be a thousand dollars yeah which would be I want to talk to you more about that. You're talking about like, you know, 500 transactions. I know, yeah. I know. Right. Go get the money. Okay, we'll talk after. <laughs> Go get the money. <laughs> no, no, so yeah, so for, for the viewers out there that are watching, so we do everything marketing related, right? So photos, yes. videography, blah, blah, anything home preparation, if, if homeowners are cleaning carpet, replacing carpet, painting, that's their responsibility. Have I made exceptions? 100%. There are always, it's a business decision, but most of the time I try to keep them separate. I want them to have a little bit of skin in the game. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. So Robert, someone's listening right now and they're like, oh my God, the market is so hot. Why would I wait four or five weeks? Buyers are going to come in and they're going to buy whatever house and they're going to make it their own anyway. So why would you take all that time? Might I just hit enter the MLS, get a paycheck and move on? Yeah, I get, we get that question 99 out of a hundred times. Mm -hmm. So we're not in the house looking to make any like real major modifications. I'm not talking about replacing cabinets or changing countertops or even adding like new flooring. It's really about taking what we've got and, and elevating it to the highest possible level because we already know a buyer's going to come in and probably I've done that. I've done a whole new kitchen remodel. Buyer comes in and goes, I hate these colors. What a waste of 30 grand. Yeah. 
right? So I'd much rather spend five to 10 grand on design and miscellaneous repairs. So we have a five point auditing system where we go through and it's like, okay, we do a home inspection first. And that's a whole nother podcast. And you have to also talk about what the five point auditing system is because everyone should write that down. Yeah. Is so that, is that like the Robert Mack? We're the only team in town that has a five point auditing I mean, system. I probably the only team that calls it the five point auditing system. <laughs> but that's anytime you can do that, it's specific, it's unique. You own right. it. My agent did a five like point auditing system. Yeah. yeah right? So, so especially the blue people, they're like, oh, yeah. Exactly. So, so we go through and it's like, it's paint number one, right? Because we all know that paint in a can is 20 bucks, paint on a wall is 1000 to $5,000. That's my. That's opinion. a good listing line, by the way. That's paint in the can, twenty bucks, but on the walls, maybe five, five grand. grand. Right. So painting the walls to make it light and bright, um, depersonalizing, uh, making miscellaneous repairs from issues that we find on the home inspection. Um, design and then carpet flooring if there's carpet we're going to clean it up if it's bad we okay, replace wait, it just m- one more time you're not painting and paying for the painting are no you? Okay. anything home I, preparation I just, very costly. i'll give you the whole outline <laughs> she'll get the whole outline at dinner <laughs> You said no rules, bro. I did. I said no, but no rules means I can take it out of here. Totally. Come back in a minute, Joe. Yeah, I, I actually have lost my train of thought. What's the third? So one is paint. Number two, two is flooring, like carpet yeah. replacement or repair. Three is depersonalize. Depersonalize. Declutter. Declutter. And design. And design. Right. So so and then and then the miscellaneous repairs are in there as well, right? Like, here's the thing: when buyers walk into a property, if they see something that's off, my opinion is is okay. Buyers need to be in the highest emotional state when they walk through my listings. Otherwise, we're not going to get the highest and best price. The minute they go to logic, we're kind of screwed. So if they see like a weird something on the wall or the floor, automatically buyers are going to go, well, if that's messed up, what else is messed up? So it's all about, again, making the home look as presentable as possible and making it as close to a metaphorical model home as possible. We want buyers to fall in love. I've sold homes that were outdated and old, but with the modern design that my stager brings to the table, people literally, five point auditing system, people don't even know. And then they remove contingencies and all the staging comes out and I'm like, yikes, they paid how much for this place? But it's the design. It's the five to $10,000 in design. That's what's getting our sellers the most amount of money. So to go back to your question, the market's hot. Mm -hmm. Why should we do all this stuff? We've actually done research. We've actually found that homes are selling for significantly more than what they would sell for in our hot market when they when they engage with a buyer emotionally because right now buyers are willing to pay whatever they have to do to win, especially for a move-in ready property. Does he not sound like he's on the listing apartment right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, well, I know, I know you've got, I don't know, man. I know your home is on the market in Newport. If, if it doesn't sell, I want to be the next guy. <laughs> and I'm down to go. Okay, so so post so you do all this work, you get the property sold in a record you know amount of time, you get them a great price. Um, tell us about how you market it afterwards and what's the impact. Because going back to my question, like, well, why would I even do all this stuff? Like, the house is going to sell anyway, and the buyer wants to do it; they want to do to it. You do all this stuff, you get them a record price. What's the marketing afterwards? This postcard, how many people? Do you go on social? Is there a video version of this? Where's my brother Patrick? Like, to me, this sounds so, like a video that should be created on every one of these before and after, and then marketing that to YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, every place else just makes sense to me. Totally. That's that's the next step. So we've been kind of lagging on it and just been hanging out in our comfort Such zone. A lagger. I know. So so we've continued to upgrade the piece. 
Um, we started out with a half page double sided. Now it's a full page. Um, and we just mail it out to the immediate area. So anywhere between like 750 and 2000 properties. And we usually get anywhere from three to five people raising their hands. And those people go in our database and we obviously go through the scripts and understand their motivation and their timelines. And depending on where they're at, they go into the, the database and you know, it, it's been very profitable for us. That's how we've been able to generate more listings this year than in the, in the past. Um, we definitely need to upgrade to video 100%. I have a question, Robert. Are yes. you using this um, uh, practice with expireds? We are using it with expireds, but we just haven't had that many expireds in yeah. our market for the last year and a half. But it's um, a but great it is, it, strategy. Yeah. You, okay. it, it's just, again, it's opening it up to people. So you know that only it. women come over and ask questions? <laughs> all, the, all the guys are scared or something. No. This is the no hair zone. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to go over yeah. But I definitely, I definitely need to get my video game on. I, I'm almost there. But no, I'm not. No, but honestly, the video is the next step. Um, just, just I'm kind of a perfectionist, right? We talk about this done is better than perfect. So I've got all these ideas in my head of how I want it to go down. We just need to do it like we did the first piece, the direct mail, and just improve from there. But that is the next evolutionary step in our process. The good news is if you already have uh, photos of this, you can just do a simple video and like a slideshow. voiceover, slideshow, before and after, boom, you're in the game. So. My challenge to you is you got to get one done by the end of November. Gives you piece of plenty of time. Piece of plenty of time. Okay, yeah. Timmy, what do you got for us, man? I just want to add on to what he's saying here with the postcard. How do we drive more people from that postcard back to a website that now shows six or seven of these that he's done? Now we retarget that. them that we've already had them on our website, seeing these six or seven other videos you've done. Now you can retarget those people. Now you got the postcard going out and the retargeting on social media. Yeah, fantastic. Jackpot. QR codes yeah. all day long, yeah. right? Are you doing a QR code yet on the uh, no. postcard? Oh, no. <laughs> so if you're getting three or four or five phone calls, you're missing Old probably school, yeah. 20 or 30 people that would just, because we just walk up now like, QR code's been around since what? Remember NAR 12 years ago? Everyone's like, oh, look at a QR code. And like, it just went and just died 90 days later. But now every restaurant we go to, QR code, QR code every yeah. single time. It's become culturally relevant again. Yeah. So that's another plus. That's a great idea. I, like that. I love that idea. Just, just remember, as you're doing all this stuff, guys, figure out how to repurpose it multiple times. We just don't want to send the postcard out. How do we leverage the postcard into three or four more touches that we yeah. can get in them into our ecosystem? Because you know, some people are going to do it today. Some people are going to do it 18 months from now. But how do we stay in that ecosystem? I'm stuck in 2010. Them? I got to get to 2022 and create the create the video and the QR code and all that fun stuff. And, and let's be clear, you're over a million dollars in GCI this year, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah. Right, congrats, congrats. Imagine when he finally steps it up and starts doing all this. I thing. know, I know. How, 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 much, how much business am I losing right now because of that? But it's, hey, I'm here, I learned, I'm gonna take this information and, and execute. And by the way, for the person watching right now, uh, all of this content is also, if you sign up for the summit or you buy the live cast whenever this comes out, it's all there. The, all this postcard stuff, he shared it with everybody. So, yeah, thank you. All right, My Carrie partner. Emery, you're up. All right. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. All right, so Carrie. First of all, I feel like I should, should, do I need to make this taller? I, the table taller, is that better? Yeah, yeah, or yeah exactly. I or I need a phone book or There something. you yeah. go. Yeah, we might need the Apple Watch. All right, so Carrie, tell them who you are, where you're from, how long you've been in the business, and, uh, and where you're working now. Okay, Carrie Emery, I, uh, Dallas, Texas for 24 years, which is exactly how long I've been in the business. Uh, matter of fact, it's where I went to my first productivity school yes. in 1997. 
and signed up for coaching right then and there on the spot. Yeah, yeah Steve Almonte, your first coach. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> he made me cry. He was hard. He was a hard coach. He hasn't changed <laughs> at all. Uh, no, he was a great coach. And then I'm sitting here with my with the, my other previous coach and my new coach. So yes, yeah. all right. So. Now, you, but you made a move. Also, you're like a you're a dual agent. I am now. Uh, I am working the Breckenridge, Colorado market. Um, vastly different from the Dallas market. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. about a million different ways. It's, I've been there uh, about a year, and I am still learning. I still feel like I have a long way to go, but it's a it's a fascinating market, and it's it's kind of good to to see something totally different because you know when people move to Dallas, most of the time it's for a job, uh, but there, it's it's for a vacation. Second home, third Second home, resort market. market. Yeah, it's uh, definitely different because they don't have to move there. They can pick Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Right. They can pick Park City, Utah. So it's a thousand percent emotional. Exactly. There is no data or math in second home. Exactly. It's just like, oh my god, I can see us here. Let's go. Exactly. So, so what do you want to talk about today? What's your what's your big aha? Well, you want to share with everybody. This isn't really an aha. Well, it should be an aha because I have done this my entire career. And I'm shocked and now even learning in moving to different markets and agents, a lot of agents don't do this. To me, it is about relationships. My, my clients, when they first call me or when I get referred to somebody, it's not about, you know, what they're looking for. I, I take the real estate portion out right off the bat and I focus on them. Tell me about your family. Tell me about the things your family likes to do. And, and then I can help guide you to where you're going to get the most lifestyle out of wherever you live. And I did that in Dallas and I'm doing it in Colorado. So that's been, and it's building relationships that, and when you do that, when you start off making a friend, the trust factor is immediately really high and getting them to uh, uh, sign the contract, getting them to uh, listen to how you negotiate for them. It's so much easier. And I have lifelong uh, clients that are friends, client parties. And a matter of fact, my, my client parties were so engaging for everybody there that two years later, two, two of my clients walked in together and I'm like, did you guys ride here together? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're friends now. We have coffee together all the time. So yeah, so that, that's what I'm, I'm, and I'm surprised how many agents don't do that. So is there, is there a script or a method that like everybody's got a play that they run, right? So you're not asking like 16 random questions on one meeting and then asking 14 totally random questions on the next. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the questions that you're asking to, to create that? And what do you do when you have the person that is all red and you say, it says, uh, be brief, be bright, and be gone. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I'm not sure if that would resonate. I'm not sure if that would resonate for me. Just being totally honest. So tell us about your experience with that. Uh, well, it's like I said. It's just when you meet somebody, it's you. I genuinely want to know. Tell me about your family. Yeah. You know. Uh, for example, last weekend here in Dallas, I had a referral from uh, one of our agents in Seattle, and they were coming here. And after the third house that we looked at, he said. Uh, is t- tell me what the weather is. Is this normal weather for uh, for uh, September? And I'm like, oh, no, it's actually a really nice day. You know, it was 90 degrees, no humidity. <laughs> he's coming from Seattle. And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. it's really hot outside. Yeah. Uh, and so he ended up telling me that uh, he goes, this isn't going to work. You know, this is too hot. And then I adversely said, what about Colorado? Temperature is great all the time. Even in the wintertime, it's not that. I mean, you know, 30 degrees when the sun is shining and you're at 10,000 feet is really not that cold. I know. Had no idea. Uh, so it, she keeps calling me when it's like three degrees, and she's like, "But it really feels like 50. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Let me mention that she's wearing a winter hat every time she calls. That's me. in the Even winter in time. The house. Yeah. <laughs> so, for the record, again, the, the, for the people that are watching or listening, the one thing I said to everybody is there are no rules. We're just going to have this is just battle rapping for you know best ideas. So, um, so you so you get this emotional connection with them because it obviously it it removes sort of the salesperson relationship. Exactly. You, you remove all the guards away from them. Yeah, and now you absolutely. Have an honest conversation. And, and and I'm genuine about it though. It's not it's not a canned script or anything. I genuinely want to know. Tell me, do you have dogs? Do you, are they big dogs? Do they like to play outside? Do you like to run with the dogs? Or I genuinely want to know because that also. Help, but it is a script. It well, might not sound I know it's, canned, I know it's, it's I a know script. One, yeah, 1,000%. This is like, if anybody read the book, and if you haven't read this, it's, it's an older book called Soft Selling in a Hard World. Remember that book? And it was all about if you just get to know people, right? The whole time, we were, like, do you have dogs? Oh, we do. All right, you're like, okay, do they need a small yard, a big yard? Like, you're assessing everything that they're giving you. Mm -hmm. So give us, like, five questions that you think most agents don't ask. I don't think they ask what their clients' kids' names are or their dogs' names, and I do. I, I just this morning I was uh, scrolling through Facebook, and there was a client that was at a basket or football game yesterday in Kansas City, and I said, "Man, Jackson is getting big. He's really growing," you know. And uh, uh, I remember from when he was born. So, the so anyway, I ask I ask questions, ask their kids' names, their 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 dogs' names, what they loved about the the house that they're selling, or what they loved about you know, where they lived and why they're moving here. What what choices, I mean, what what has caused the move to, to Dallas or Breckenridge, actually? You know, Breckenridge is a little bit different story, but it's... Uh, <laughs> is your brain a CRM or do you have a CRM that you put all this? Like, where does all this information go? Uh, my brain. Okay, Frank, what are you going to say here, man? This is a quick, quick question. One of the questions that I feel like a lot of agents miss is, how much time do you spend looking for a home? That's a great question. That is, why do you ask that? because it gives you some insight into what their mindset is. Yeah. Are you spending a lot of time? Oh, we're spending every weekend looking for homes. Mm -hmm. We've been in Zillow every weekend for the last six months, or eh, when we get time. So does that, that tells me a lot. Does that tell you that they're maybe not that motivated or? To me it does. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Why? It could say they're not motivated, it could say they're just that busy. Um, but I feel like, like, they, priority, thinking, yeah, yeah. like, are they just too busy? So they need me to take it on. But you well, I mean, if you think about it like this, anything that's really important to me, I make the time for it. Yeah. And so busy or not, you know, we find the time for the things we care about. So it just gives you a little insight, I think. Love it. Love it. So what's the advice you have for everybody? So you said one is like, you know, kids and but back to the question about CRM. Is that like, do you have the ability to just remember all this stuff? Or do you actually no, put it in a I, so you're well, like, what was that person's dog's name? No, sometimes yeah. I actually I actually remember. Um, there are a few people though that wait, wait. <laughs> I have to add this. In my phone, it says "big fat lady with mole." Right? Yeah. I, I save everything, so <laughs> the phone rings, and you got to change that after you get to know them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you definitely. Could you imagine if, if you text that person and it actually showed that? That would be horrible. It does, by the way, Jill. It, uh, and <laughs> okay. uh, so, no, I, I, do, I do take some notes. Um, I take notes, but I'm also friends with a lot of my clients on social media. Okay, but at scale, how many transactions a year? Like, it's your, it's your biggest transaction a year. How many transactions? Uh, my, just myself was maybe 62. So 62 transactions, 24 years, even if you just average 30 a year or 15 a year. That's a lot of people to remember. Now, one thing I noticed about great agents is they have these incredible memories for either people 
or houses. Mm -hmm. Like they remember every house or they remember every human being. You sound like you're more the people. I am the people per oh, I'm the people person, but it's also because I call them often. So I have conversations with them even when they're not in the market to buy a house. It's like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" You know, I noticed you were at the football game yesterday. Sorry for your loss. My team won. You know, it's uh, uh, it's it's having conversations. How many people do you talk to from your database on a weekly basis? I talk to 14 to 20 people a day, five days a week. 14 to 20 people a day. Why are you doing that? Why not? I mean... No, I mean, but <laughs> so, so one of these we're talking about is, so Wait, is, there's a massive... Wait, he has very little social life. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of a true statement. Yes. <laughs> there's a little bit of that. Little bit wow. Of that. <laughs> Tell us more about that. <laughs> so 14 to 20 people a day. So one of these we're talking about in the summit is, is if you look at um, the data, the, the research basically, like we loved our agent and 68% of the time, the agent either never follows up, breaks trust, they love on you nonstop as you're about to buy the house and you close the deal and they're gone. And that's why I do it because I, I to my knowledge, I've maybe lost, I mean, I, I've lost a few good clients uh, for random reasons, but it's definitely not for my lack of follow-up or my lack of checking in. And uh, and I know this because I work with a lot of other agents. Here comes, your, here comes your coach. Yeah, they're like, right. <clears throat> so address what you do with the realtors because she not only builds relationships with um, her clients, but she's also very good at building relationships with other realtors. Uh, this and this is a thank you, Carrie. This has actually really been more true than ever, and I didn't realize um, how how much this was going to be helpful in my change in markets. So. Uh, uh, and it all started out uh, by accident. I mean, a really good friend of mine, Missy from Jacksonville, Florida, she was uh, had posted a story of being in Vail and I was at five thirty in the morning. And I text her at five thirty in the morning, uh, which fortunately she's a morning person, so she responded right away. And I was like, "Oh my God, you're in my area!" And so I said, hey, "Let's come by. Let's have breakfast." Now I am reaching out to more and more agents um, and letting them know personally, hey, I'm working in the Breckenridge market now and I would love to help your clients. Tom Ferry ecosystem, you know how, you know, the agents, we, we work hard together. We work hard for to make you look good. So that's been a new uh, twist on my business is, uh, is just reaching out to other agents. And we talked about that when we were in Denver, like that that was going to become a major. So, so how many agents do you try and talk to? For every person listening, like agent agent referrals. Is our, it's always in the top 10 mm -hmm. of, of sort of deal flow, et cetera, amongst our client base. Carrie? Um, what about your VIP party? Uh, the one in Denver? Yeah. Oh, that was, this is, I'm so excited about this. So, uh, I'm going to put Carrie over here. This is way better. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is so exciting. Okay. So, um, uh, after your event, you know, and I, I just tried to meet as many Denver agents as possible because 50% of our market uh, up in the uh, up in the high country comes from the Front Range. So uh, that sounds very local. <laughs> the high country, they come from the Front Range. Yes, okay, yes. Yeah, that was the first two things I learned when I moved. <laughs> it's like me saying y'all now. Yeah, exactly. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so anyway, I ended up meeting with a lender, a little uh, independent lender, uh, small brokerage in Cherry Creek, and we're doing a deal together. And she had commented, she's like, "Where are you from?" And I thought it was because, you know, I, my accent. Um, and she said, no, it's the way you handle your business. And she said, can you, can you come to Denver and let's have coffee? So I did. And we had a long conversation. She said that it's, uh, she, it, she used the word refreshing to work with a realtor who is on top of things, communicates, explains things to the client, even, you know, 
stuff that, you know, she didn't get around to explaining just yet from the loan portion side of the deal. Anyway, so she said, why? Uh, I said, can I sponsor a breakfast or a lunch at one of your guys' sales meetings? Let me come and meet some of your loan officers. She said, I'll do you one better. Why don't you give me a list of 20 agents in Denver you want to connect with, and we will host a cocktail party for you. So how'd that work out? Oh, we're doing it in November. Okay, coming up in November. Yeah. That's yeah. real. That's, see, for everybody listening, that's a killer idea. I go back to, um, if you ever meet Patrick McLaughlin, right? He's, he's from the Hamptons in New York. So kind of similar, similar strategy. Like, he's like, how do I grow my business? I'm like, well, where do all your business come from? He's like, agents in New York City. Consumers in New York City that want to place in the Hamptons. I'm like, well, why don't you go do sales meetings at your brokerage? You work for Douglas Elliman. I'm like, just go do sales meetings and do Hampton updates. Mm-hmm. As soon as he started doing those Hampton updates, the referrals would just come in left and right. Oh, I got somebody in the Hamptons. Who's that guy that brought us all that value? Send that to Patrick. Big shout out to Patrick, by the way. Long time client. Yeah, this so is very smart. I just have to say, Patrick is having his best year ever this year. He's going to be earning <laughs> over, I'm coaching him too, but he's having a fabulous year. He's going to earn, oh, he's already earned over a million dollars this year. Yeah. He's having a great year. Big shout out to, make sure you text him and tell him we're talking about him. All right. Okay. All good things. All right. So, so put a bow on this. It's all relationships. It's all connecting. And it's clearly all having a memory and having no social life. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, pretty much all of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. You're out. So, wow. Exactly. All right. So for my friend uh, out there watching, uh, I would love a comment. I would love to know feedback. I want to know what you think the best idea was. What actions are you going to take coming out of this podcast? So thanks to all my guests and thank you for being a part of this experience. We'll see you soon. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.